0: What's up guys, Rick here with your betting and one and done preview for this week's Fortinet Championship, the brand new start to the PGA Tour season, plenty of content coming this week in the form of not only this video, not only the DFS video that is already out, but three different live chats this week, the Wednesday 3pm Eastern Time live chat is all things Fortinet, whatever you want to talk about, ownership, projections, matchups, outrights, that time is yours, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday is the Jock Market Power Hour. That is Stock Market DFS where there is Lots of money to be made, and it's a different, it's a different mindset, right? There's a lot more ways that you can win in stock market DFS where you can actually buy and sell shares of real golfers and other athletes for that matter. And then there is going to be a cut sweat show this week because there is a cut. That's a data-driven approach uh to how many lineups are gonna have six of six, five of six, maybe an opportunity to find some golfers to bet on Friday afternoon. So that is gonna be Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern time tentatively. I will try to time it for the sweatiest of cuts and all that good stuff, so stay tuned for the exact uh, time on Friday. Make sure you're subscribed so that you do get a notification when I go live. But for now, let's jump into the Fortinet Championship. This is the tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com. This is a model that runs a simulation uh, a thousand times for the results of this event, and then it uh, shows them to you, and then it compares it to odds at five different sports books to see if there is any value. And... What we have to discuss right out of the gate is the field. It's it's John Rahm, a huge storyline at the top. It is uh, the the graduates from the Corn Fairy Tour coming up and now making their debut for the first time. Uh, most of them are. That is another storyline. Let's start with the John Rahm storyline. He won my simulation 13.5% of the time. Let's be clear. That's a massive number. That is likely the largest number. In a full field cut event uh, that I've had since running these, I, I don't, I don't think that's incorrect to say. We've seen higher numbers for like the Tour Championship, or maybe, maybe something rivaling this for a smaller field event with the, with no cut. Um, but John Rom winning thirteen and a half percent of the time, twice as likely as his next closest uh, golfer, and it's still not enough to bet him. You know, this is where I kind of separate. Uh, you are you a recreational better? And I'm very much a recreational better, but I, I keep, I keep track of everything, right? I, I keep track of my units, for example, and my ROI and all that good stuff. If you just want someone to be live on Sunday or the most likely person to sweat Four days after the tournament starts, uh, just bet John Rahm. You're not worried about whether it's three to one, four and a half to one. FanDuel actually has him at four point nine to one. You're not worried about any of that. Uh, you're just looking for a guy who's the most likely to win the golf tournament like John Rahm is. If you're doing this week in, week out, if you're tracking, if you're caring about uh points here and points there, John Rom is unbettable, people. I mean, especially at, at some of these like DraftKings has him at three to one. Three to one. That implies he's going to win this golf tournament a third of the time. A hundred and what, 54 golfers. One of them is going to win it a third of the time. John Rahm is very good. He is head and shoulders above the rest of this field. Um, it's not even remotely close. But to win a golf tournament a third of the time is... I mean, that's... It, t- Tiger wasn't even doing that, right? Tiger's peak, he was winning 25% of them. And he was... um a larger gap uh, between him and the rest of the field than John Rahm is and the rest of this field. So it's not bettable if you're if you're following along. Um, the other thing to note is because John Rahm is in this field. What I really think you need to do is considering uh, an each-way bet. Now, for those of you who are in America, this is not as common here, uh, but books overseas generally will allow you uh, like an each-way. So you would bet an outright winner with a quote in each-way. It's usually top five, sometimes top six. If you if you have a really good book, it's top eight. And essentially what it does is it splits your bet. Um, if you're betting $100, you know, 50 of it goes on to the outright number, and 50 of it goes on to the top five number. Well, you could make... This each way bet yourself, right? And I often do this. I take half of the stake that I want to bet on a guy, uh, bet half of it to win, and bet half on the top five number. Because the problem is, you might get a really good ceiling performance from anyone else in this field. Call it Harold Varner third, Call it Sebastian Munoz. You might finally get that ceiling weak, and you might run into John Rahm right? He's, he's kind of the, the guy playing defense at the top of the board. You might just run into a John Rahm victory. Uh, so I, I highly encourage, uh, if you have the option to do in each way, or if you want to make it yourself, I believe this week, more than most, it is critically important to, to do that because you might just run into the buzzsaw that is John Rahm. Now, um, the next guy on my simulation results, uh, a, maybe only a little bit surprising, is, is Kevin Na. I have him winning this 7.5% of the time, which means if you're getting him at DraftKings, 16-1, uh, to 1, he's a value there. He's a much better value at uh, points bet. Even bigger value at FanDuel, Caesars, and, and BetMGM. And if you're not paying attention, these books are giving away... Literally thousands of dollars. Caesars is giving away five thousand dollars in free bets. Go to Rick Run Rick Run slash bets. See what the offer is in your state. But Kevin Na, a value across the board. Um, I am not a big Kevin Na fan generally, and we can pull up his golfer profile here. The reason for that is he is for me much too reliant on his short game. Uh, th- that's the way he gets it done, which is usually unsustainable. The good news for Na. Is he's absolutely on a roll, right? Four top eight finishes in his last six starts, six consecutive top twenty fives. Uh, he actually tied with John Rahm at the Tour Championship for the the net strokes, right? Like if you just or you just get rid of uh, the starting strokes for the week, it would have been Rahm and Kevin Na atop the leaderboard at Eastlake. Lake. Uh, however, despite not being kind of a long term lover of Kevin Na. This is a really good spot for him. You know, it's a par 72. It's under 7,200 yards. This is a short course. This is a course at Silverado, the north course, that um, is more about playing out of the fairway and it's more about angles. And then it turns into a wedge fest. That, that's essentially what happens here. Well, Kevin, not very accurate off the tee. 35th on tour. He's not very long. 170th. That's okay. That's not going to kill him here. Be in the right side of the fairway. Be in the fairway in general. And you're going to have an opportunity to kind of dial in some of these wedges, which is, he's, which is an area he's generally pretty good at, 100 to 125 yards. He's 38th, same ranking from 50 to 125. So those are your kind of your wedge numbers that you're going to see a lot of this week. And then while his strokes gained putting numbers for last season uh, were slightly better than average, you can see how just scorching hot he can get, right? And especially towards the end of the season, that's exactly what he did. So uh, not being a huge fan of Kevin Na. This feels like uh, the perfect time to run him out. I have bet him for this week. I have winning my Sims 7.5% of the time. Um, I think it's a good value. I think Na is uh, certainly the route to go. Outside of that, uh, HV3 surprisingly won 6.6% of my simulations, making him a value across the board. He's 40-1. to 1. Uh, Web, uh, Will Zalatoris and Webb Simpson round out the top five there. Then you get into some names like Cameron Tringale, Charlie Hoffman, Hideki Matsuyama, and Sebastian Munoz. The way that I will probably construct my card uh, this week is with Nah, uh, and then just a lot of little bullets, fifty to one and deeper, a hundred to one and deeper. This is an event. Um, there's generally, outside of Rom coming here and spoiling the party, uh, this is kind of a chaos event. You know, think about it like we just had the first week of the NFL season after months and months of people talking about how good these NFL teams are going to be week one is generally the chaos week. We don't know what play, we don't know what players are. We don't know what teams are. That's where you see the the most upsets. And it's kind of the same in golf too, because one, we get the influx of, of brand new graduates who we've never really seen compete for a long time on the PGA tour. uh, And some of them have never played on the PGA tour. And then you also get some guys who have not played in a while. Will Zalatoris, what's the state of his game we haven't seen him play since Wyndham. it's been a month uh a lot of these guys have had multiple weeks off so so guys that were in the grind at the end of last season maybe struggling in one area have had time to figure it out a little bit so to me this is much more of a chaos week so that's the way i'm going to treat my betting card um As I kind of scroll through, a couple of interesting options here. Uh, Mito Pereira, if you've been following along uh, since last season, I I just love this kid. Uh, I I showed the ball striking numbers in the DFS preview. He is um, in his very, very short PGA Tour career, which is like 24 rounds. He is a a ball striker. Of the likes of, uh, you know, Justin Thomas, Corey Connors, Bryson DeChambeau, like like that, that level. Um, now, it, it, it's it's going to take time, right? He's going to have to win on the PGA Tour, but he was a prolific winner on the Corn Ferry. I love the idea that he can get into the winner's circle. Um, someone like a Pat Perez. Notice what's happening here with Pat Perez. So, sixty to one at DraftKings, sixty-six at BetMGM, seventy at PointsBet, ninety-five to one at FanDuel. And what is really noticeable, uh, noteworthy about that, and we saw the same thing with Cam Champ when he won the 3M open. Remember his odds were anywhere from 70 to one to 135 to one, maybe even 150 to one in some places. And that is generally a sign of books, not knowing what to do on a specific golfer. They just don't know what to do when there is a big range like this. It is usually in our benefit. Um, and Pat Perez is someone again, not generally a huge fan of Pat Perez. I think he's a bit reliant again on the short game, but he was closing. Whoops. Look at that! That was a Freudian slip. I clicked uh, Mito's name instead of Pat Perez's name. Um, the the closing stretch for Perez, where he went, you know, T eleven at the three M, thirtieth at the Barracuda, T sixteenth the Northern Trust. He sprinkled in two more top fifteen finishes and a couple of starts before that. Like this, this was a really good stretch. Pat Perez, when healthy, can make a lot of birdies, which is kind of what you're looking for out of this event. I don't mind that one at all. But going a lot further down the board here, um, there's a couple of names. I wouldn't mind like a top five, top ten situation on Kiradat Afi Barnrat, who is uh, you know playing well, came off the BMW Championship uh, over in Europe, uh, played well there, uh, you know now i believe he got his card through the through the the kft finals um for for this season he's kind of a high upside guy i i still think the number on libiota is wrong 150 to 1 at caesars again probably need to look at the top 10 number here um libiota and i and i kind of argued this on the dfs preview like what version are we going to get um if we get the top 10 version uh then he's grossly mispriced. If we get kind of the last two starts version, you're not risking all that much at 150 to one. And if even if you get his top 10 number, call it 15 to one, I don't know, 10 to one, whatever it's going to end up being, um, I still think it's worth a flyer because there was a stretch of golf last summer where he was uh, arguably one of the better players on the PGA Tour. I would also consider um, small bets on Michael Thompson and Hudson Swafford. Again, these are... I'm trying to go very far down the list here. I'm 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 looking for different options. Um, Swafford has been listen. You know we were all over Swafford uh, and successfully at the end of last season. Now he did not make it to the Torque championship, but he played great at the Windham, the Northern Trust, the BMW Championship. If he can continue this kind of great ball striking uh, in his last three events, where he gained basically 13 strokes on approach, marry it a little bit with the putter, which we know is not. I don't expect him to gain six strokes putting again, but if he can gain two, right, be be a zero, like he strikes it well enough as long as he doesn't give it all away around the greens, which is really one of his weaknesses. But um, for me that number is much too long on Hudson Swafford and then Michael Thompson Michael Thompson just won the 3M what would that have been 20 uh 2023m you know well rounded now we're in the swing season he's just being priced amongst guys that we have no idea what they are and are likely to turn out to be not great players on the PGA tour so i'm willing to take a couple flyers on some of the more established guys that we that we know and generally have a pretty good a pretty good beat on Hey guys, quick break. You're probably always hearing me talk about Jock Market. If you don't know what Jock Market is, it's Stock Market DFS. It is an app that allows you to use real cash to buy and sell shares of athletes. I like it for the golfers uh, throughout the course of the actual tournament. So Wednesday night is the IPO. That's why we have the uh, Jock Market Power Hour at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday evenings on the Rick Rungood YouTube channel because that's when you're bidding on shares of golf offers and if you win those bids you get those shares and you can hold on to them until Sunday or you can sell them literally at any point as those prices go up and down it really fills the need or the void uh, that I have as the tournament is being played in terms of a little bit of action if you use the code Rick you can get up to a $50 deposit bonus and I will be forever indebted to you so make sure to download Jock Market in the Apple Store or get it on Google Play to join in on the fun. all right let's look at some tournament matchups here um this is the head-to-head matchup tool on rickrungood.com you can choose any time frame you can choose any two golfers and you can see the likelihood that one of them beats the other in a four round matchup this one caught my attention right away webb simpson who did not have a particularly good year last season fought uh, both covid and a neck injury versus kevin nah if we go since the start of 2020 Simpson wins this 65% of the time. If we go since the start of 2021, still Simpson winning at 65% of the time. If we go since, let's say since June, let's get a little bit of a smaller sample size. Kevin Knob becomes the favorite 56% of the time, minus 130. He is even money, to Webb Simpsons, minus 125 over at Caesars. This, to me, I don't think is a clear bet in either direction, uh, although I know a lot of you, uh, some of you prefer longer-term results, some of you prefer uh, shorter-term results. If you like the short-term aspect of it, um, then you have to bet Kevin here. For me, it is probably a no-bet. Let's do this one. Um, and I want to open up my range a little bit again. Let's go since, since the start of 2021. I like that. <clears throat> Zala Taurus, and Hideki Matsuyama. So will Zala Torres and Hideki? You know, in my eyes or in my brain, I feel like Hideki was only good once at the Masters, and he was kind of okay everywhere else. Um, I still have Hideki winning this fifty-one percent of the time, which makes him about minus one hundred five. Uh, Caesars has him at minus one twenty-five. To Zalatoris is plus one hundred. Again, probably, probably not far enough away for a bet. Uh, let me see if I can find one that might be a little bit bigger. This one, I can I just can't even believe this is one. Sep Straka. Versus Hudson Swafford. Let's like I, I I don't even know what I expect here. Let's just see what happens. Uh, Straka wins fifty three percent of the time. Look how volatile both of these guys are. It's all over the place. Okay, so that's a no bet. Let me. We're gonna find a bet here. Let me. Let me find one. Okay, here's uh, I think the best one uh, because it's Charlie Hoffman over Harold Varner the third. So. Caesars has varner that uh, has them both excuse me at minus one ten. I have Hoffman winning this sixty five percent of the time minus one eighty eight now the only thing that you'll see is the tiniest bit of convergence over the last two weeks uh Varner had uh two and I, and I shouldn't say two weeks two starts right because this was at the end of this was in the playoffs last year um so so Varner had two good events to end it H- H- Hoffman had kind of one or two weaker events to end it. So you see there's a little bit of a convergence, but outside of that, uh, for the entirety of the year, Charlie Hoffman was uh, essentially better than than Harold Varner III was. So I have been winning this 65% of the time. Again, in in real-world odds, it's a little bit better than a coin flip. Uh, In betting odds, that's a pretty significant favorite, minus 188 when he's minus 110. So this is probably the bet Hoffman over HV3. And then we can talk one and done really, really quickly. Uh, again, there is there is not going to be a a run good one and done uh, this season. Everything has been uh, paid out, so all of that has been initiated through League Safe. I know the money has hit all the accounts, so thank you all for 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 playing. Um, just without the proper software, it just became a huge headache, a huge hassle. Um, we, my wife and I, intentionally did not want to take a cut of the funds. We did not, um, but it just—it doesn't make sense to allocate. I. It, it ended up being a lot more time and energy than I originally started. If I if I do end up finding or building software to work with a one and done, uh, that might come back. But I will let you know about that. But but if you are in a one and done, and it starts this week. I believe Kevin Nas is your choice. Um, not only do I, I believe he is a good fit for this week, but you're really not saving him for anywhere. The argument, uh, I guess, c- could be that you could save him for the uh, Shriners uh, in, here in Las Vegas, which is where he is from, and he's historically had uh, good success at, but you might get Patrick Cantlay there. You might get a, just a, a little bit of a better field, maybe. Um, we shall see, and that's a real, real birdie fest. It's kind of hard to win. Not that this isn't, but um, you know, 18, 19, 20 under par is probably... Going to win this event, so I think I think Kevin Na is probably the answer for you. Um, Outside of Na, you know I would want to save Rahm. Obviously, I would want to save Webb. I'd probably want to save Hideki. I wouldn't mind you rolling out Cameron Tringale Uh, again, a golfer who is uh, in the top six of the odds this week and unlikely to be in the top six of the betting odds many weeks of the year, right? And you're not saving him for anywhere. Um, the The argument for Tringale is that um, the couple of weeks that he had off is going to allow him to find the driver. If, if that's the case, I think this is a really good spot for him. Um, he was believe it or not, um, about a zero driver last year. And you would not know that from his last eight or nine events where he was absolutely horrendous. Uh, He just just lost it. The argument is, with a couple of weeks off, a guy who is generally better in one area is going to get back to his baseline. So that would be the sell for Cameron Tringale. The only other option that I think you should probably consider would be someone like Sebastian Munoz, um, who, again... You're not playing him anywhere else. You're not saving him anywhere. He can get hot at times he's actually played probably better than you think he has his last his last handful of events you know T4 at the John Deere he missed the cut at the Open Championship that's fine fourth at the Olympics and then three top 30s at the Wyndham the Northern Trust and the BMW Championship that's when events get really really tough Um, you know he's gained strokes T to green in eight consecutive measured events those would be the three guys that I would really narrow it down to if indeed you are playing in a one and done situation for this week okay join me for the live chats uh this week they'll all be on the rick run good youtube channel uh plenty more content to come and we are off and running on a new season so i'm absolutely stoked about it tweet me at rick run good or leave a comment below best of luck and i'll talk to you guys soon